All right, episode number two of Separation Nation. We're excited to be bringing this podcast to you. We've got a lot of great feedback off the first podcast. This has been out here a little over a week, and so now we're also happy to announce we're on all major forums, uh, all major platforms, rather, for podcasts. So whether you prefer Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, if you're an Apple person, on iTunes, uh, we're we're there. Google Podcasts, you name it, we're everywhere you want to look us up. Spotify. Spotify. We're on Spotify. So whatever you prefer, whatever your preferred platform is, please like and subscribe that. And then don't forget, if you're going to like and subscribe to us on that platform of your choice, also look us up on YouTube at Agents Resource Group. All you got to do is search under Agents Resource Group and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got a lot of other great content that's going to be added on there separate aside from the podcast. Some of that's already there. But whatever platform you like us on, please go and make sure you're liking the video version there on YouTube and vice versa. If you prefer to just watch it on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribing to whatever is the platform of your choice. But again, we're excited. All we ask that you do and we require of you if you're going to be a supporter. If you're getting any value at all from this podcast, just be sure to share the love, tell somebody about it, share it on social, and of course, like and subscribe. Today, we're going to be talking about goals. We're excited to move forward with the podcast. I, I We've got new high-end mics here. I kind of feel like I might sound like Barry White. I don't know if I should sing or what to do. But no, don't sing. <laughs> no, don't sing. Okay, that's not my, not my forte. But we're going to be talking about goals today. And John's going to kind of kick it off with some stats and statistics and uh, kind of launch off our discussion. Well, and one thing, too, you know, goals are important. Um, and and with this podcast, we it's called Separation Nation because we're looking at the separators that separate the good from the great, that separate the super successful from, um, I don't want to say average, but from every everyone else. And, and what causes those people to excel where others may may not and I, I I don't believe, and and before we get into the stats, and 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 you can tell me your opinion on this, Justin. I don't believe. Let me put it this way: I believe you can have great success in business and in life without getting as detailed into goals as we're going to get. But I will say this: Why have great success when you can have even greater success? If there's something that you can do that can change the game for you that can take you from good to great, that can take you to from successful to, to super successful, why not use it? And I believe goals is something that's kind of been a game changer in my life, and I know it's been a game changer in your life. It's helped us big grow um, the two or three companies that we're running. And I got these t- statistics uh, from a book I read uh, a few years back by Brian Tracy. It basically says that only 3% of the population have written goals And according to studies done by Yale and Harvard University, these people eventually earn 10 times as much as people without goals. So 3% of the the, uh, population has actually written their goals down and eventually end up earning 10 uh, 10 times, not 10%, but 10 times more than people who do not have goals that they have written down and that they're after. And so to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, I, I, as I was thinking about this this morning, I look back in my career and our careers are paralleled to each other because we both started pretty much, uh, growing this business together at the same time. 
um, or at least Agents Resource Group and Paramount Benefits Group. Um, I never, in the beginning, wrote my goals down. This is something that I've only done probably for the last four or five years, but I always had a goal. To me, it was a number. There was a number I had to hit by Friday, um, and I would take that number, and I'd break it down, and I'd know what I had to do every single day to get to that number, and I wouldn't stop until I got it. That was my goal. It wasn't detailed. It wasn't ex um, extravagant. I didn't have a house that I wanted to buy or a car that I wanted to buy or a boat that I wanted to buy at the end of reaching that goal. It was just a number for me. I started real small. But if I really think back and look back over the years, I've always done this. I've all, if it, whether it's working out, I had a number I wanted to get to. Whether it was losing weight, I had a number I wanted to get to. Whether it's making money, uh, production, it was always a number for me. Well, it's like you, you always say, you got to know your numbers to grow your numbers. That's right. And you can only manage what you measure. And at the end of the day, you'll have nothing to measure if you don't manage what you have. So you have to be aware of it, and it brings brings us back to the point, uh, which is a philosophy that you hear a lot of people talk about. I learned it personally from from Zig Ziglar, but you know you can either be a, a walking generality or a meaningful specific in life. And you've got most people that walk around that do live, whether you want to call it average lives or mediocre lives or whatever you want to, uh, you know, whatever kind of definition you want to put on subpar living. But most people that are experiencing any lack, that are not fulfilled in life, that are not living in, in freedom every day, and I believe that's what a business helps helps you do. So many people are stuck with a job. They're dealing with just over broke. But a business will actually free you. And that's what we try to help people get involved here with our companies every day and help them understand the freedom that's available. But that's what life stands for, living in freedom every day. But when you're walking around like a zombie, which is what society can program you to do. You know, you're supposed to go to school, make good grades, you know, go get a, a stable, safe job. People tell you get something safe, you know, where you've got dental and health insurance and a 401k and where you're getting a set salary every day. And all the whole system is designed in such a way to keep you like a hamster on a wheel, living a, a really a subpar life, a life of mediocrity. But if you're walking around like a zombie, you're wandering generality. You need to be a meaningful specific, and you got to be specific. You got to have specificity in your life. You have to know your numbers. You got to know what your goals are. You got to write them down, write the vision, make it plain. You know, if you don't have it wrote down and you don't have it in front of you every day, then it's real easy to get caught into the mundane and to get sucked back into mediocrity, you know, and get in that mindset. It's like I always talk about, you know, people that. You know, as long as they got enough to buy a six-pack on, on Friday and, you know, go go eat some of them rolls with cinnamon butter at Roadhouse and get a little steak and watch the kids play in the backyard the rest of the weekend, they're happy. And that's good. And there's times you get under a lot of pressure in life. I know you and I, there's days that I've said, man, I wish I could just be content and be happy doing that. I never could. I never would be able to. But when the pressure gets heavy, sometimes you look at, at things that way. But, you know, that's where – life and society has a tendency to pull you if you're not a meaningful specific and you're not getting up every day to be intentional be intentional and be specific about your goals and where you're headed well you know getting back to the 97 percent that are out there basically according to these statistics 97 percent of the population are wandering generalities like you put it only about three percent what keeps people from from actually becoming that three percent that actually Dare to dream, um, have the audacity, have the uh, courage 
to actually dream big, have huge goals, to 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 write those goals down, make them plain. You know, even the Bible says to you know to write the vision down, make it plain, so he that runs can run with it. Um, what separates people? What keeps people from saying, "Hey, I want better. I want more. I don't want to be average. I don't want to be a one or generality. I want to be a meaningful, specific. I want to do." better i want to take my life to another level i mean what keeps people in that in that routine well there's really there's four main principles that or points i should say what number one is they just haven't been sold on it they they've you know as a whole you don't see people running around every day in society talking about you got a goal setting an achievement program in your life are you writing i mean it's it's not something that people talk about i mean people come to work and they talk about you know, their favorite show that aired last night and how they can't wait to get home and watch the next one that's coming on tonight once they get all the laundry folded and the kids in bed. And, and it's just, you know, it's the routine. It's the mundane. And so they just haven't been sold on it. A lot of times they're, and that's due to the fact that their their circle of influence is, is so small. You know, you be, you're going to be the average or become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You're going to fall victim to whatever culture you're subjecting yourself to. And so most people just haven't been sold. They're not around people that maybe think big enough, that think beyond. Birds of a feather tend to flock together. If people are lazy or if they're just, you know, they're lackadaisical or they're easily uh, swayed into the mundane, you know, they may have a spark in them to want to be, do, and have more, but maybe they're not around the right environment, the right people to mine that out of them. That's why environment is so important. You can take a banana tree all day long and go plant it in Alaska and yell at it and fertilize it and you know do what you're going to do with it, but it's going to die because it's it's a it's the right plant. It can produce and be prosperous, but it's in the wrong environment. Geography is important. Your culture is important. Right. Well, and another thing too about goals. I mean, you can't talk about your goals with everybody. I mean, there's you know most people in around me. I'm not going to talk to them about my goal. This is where I want to be in five years. This is where I want to be in ten years. They laugh at me. Because right. at the end of the day, if your goals don't somewhat make you fearful or, or – or, I'll put it this way. If your goals don't embarrass you a little bit, they're definitely not big enough. And, and that's something I've had. My my son, I was taking him to school this morning, and um, I, I was showing him some things on my phone. And, um, you know, we, we had talked – you and I had talked about houses and different things like that. And um, – my wife sent me a picture of a house that she really liked, and I was showing it to him. I said, Aiden, how do you like this house? He said, man, it's pretty, but it ain't big enough. And now, to me, I'm thinking, no, that's way. <laughs> I'm thinking square foot, right. cost per square foot. But kids don't think that way. Right. Kids just say it don't look big enough. you know. And and to me, if I'm going to set a goal that it's going to take me you know, uh, some time to achieve, it's going to take me – uh effort to achieve it why not set it big why not you know you know go for the gusto why not make it something that when when you show it or say it to to people it, it's almost like uh, okay buddy okay and, and like i said i mean i can talk to you uh about goals that we have you and i have and and we probably i know numbers that we've talked about we probably wouldn't necessarily air that you know not right. even on the podcast because it's it, you know Sometimes when we sit down and talk about numbers for the future and the things that we want to do and achieve, I don't know about you, but sometimes I leave thinking, oh, that's going to take some work, you right. know. Uh, but it's supposed to. You know, it's absolutely supposed to. And and then, like you said, you got to have an environment. But that, that environment's not always easy because if, if, you're, if you're a goal setter and you're someone that writes it down and you're really after it, you're into 3%. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so you're 97% of the people around you, you can't talk to them about it. So you got to find the 3%. You got to find people that you can. And, and the three, you know, like we talked about before, I mean, not the 97% work for the 3% that's willing to do the work and never gave up, which also coincides with studies where approximately only four to 5% of the population write those goals down. That's right. And you look at four to five percent of the people on the earth control a hundred percent of the world's wealth. So all that correlates uh, astonishingly. And it's important to understand too. I mean, if your goals don't hurt, they're not big enough. And if they hurt so much that you avoid them, you're not big enough. That's that's a great point. And that's where you got to be, do, and have more. It's the be, to do, to have. If you want to have it, let's back up. You're going to have to take massive action. you got to do something. And to, in order to do it, you're going to have to be the person that you need to be that gives you the power that enables you to do what you need to do to have what you need to have. And all that starts with stuff like this, listening to the right information, getting the right data, the right content, listening to Separation Nation podcasts, listening to you know Automobile University, listening to positive speakers, influencers, people that have actually done it. And it's not just faking it, but that number one reason, yeah, they've just, they've not been sold. Second reason is they don't know how. So maybe they've heard about goal setting. You know, they've heard that I need to have these goals. I need to write stuff down, but they don't practically know how to do that. And that may sound simple, like, well, you big dummy, you just write your goals down, you know, but I mean, some people need a little more help connecting the dots than that. But a lot of people just simply do not know how to get the ball rolling and to start that goal setting and achievement process. And there's a lot of resources out there for it, but, but it does start with just taking action. You got to decide what you're going to do because the majority of the universe suffers from FTI, which is failure to implement. They just Mm -hmm. never get started. It's number one reason businesses fail FTI failure to implement. You have all the great ideas in the world, but if you're not willing to take the risk and to get started, to get get started somewhere, even if you don't know how to do that, you know, that goes back to the principle we mentioned. I think on the on the first episode is being willing to do something poorly until you learn how to do it better. The fact of the matter is, it's just flip and start. Start somewhere, and don't sit around and be seventy, eighty years old talking about all the stuff you could have done and should have done. But you just sat around and didn't do nothing. Well, I mean, take for instance this podcast. I mean, we we you came into my office and said we need to do a podcast. We said it one time, let some time go by, and then we we met back together. And you see, you stand in my office. You said we need to do a podcast. And uh, what did I say? When you want to start? What start did we do next week? Next week we had a podcast, and and like I said, I mean we we've, we've everything's not been perfect. We we've gotten uh, fancy mic stands and and nice mics now, but we started out with um, borrowed stuff. But I mean it worked, and and we made it happen. That is the biggest hangup, I think. And and the same thing with goals, you know. And and the the good thing about what we're doing here, you know, we're talking. The people that tune in and listen on, on this podcast may be in that 97%, but our goal is to take people from, and we've done this in business, we've done this in the companies that we've ran, we've done this with insurance agents and financial professionals, we've taken people that were wandering generalities and we made them meaningful, meaningful specifics by teaching them the things that we've learned, that we've done, that we've implemented in our lives that have changed and 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 gave us an edge. And, and with this... Uh, and with this podcast and with everything we're doing, we're seeing people move from the 97% to the 3%. You may not know how, 
but you figure it out. That's what I've always said. Commit. And once you've committed to doing something, figure out how to do it. I'm going to write my goals down. Well, write them down. You know, where you want to live in 10 years, where you want to live in five years. How do you want to live? And to me, and you, you tell me how you feel about this, but to me, the goal for me for so long, and this is what held me back. I grew up, you know a little bit about my background. I grew up in extreme poverty. We had, I mean, we had nothing coming up. It was uh, lights cut off from time to time. Um, they cut our water off all the time. And, we, it, it, and we'll talk more about that later. But I spent probably the first 10 years of my adult life, at least until age 30, basically trying to escape poverty, trying to run from poverty. And what I realized in my 30s was that my entire life was running away from something. When I learned about goal setting, it changed my perspective completely. Now I'm setting goals. I'm writing goals down. I'm trying to implement the strategies and, and, and do the things in my life that I need to do to become more. Because you made a, a, a powerful statement when you said, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I remember how you said it. You said if your goals uh, don't hurt you, they're not big enough. If they do hurt you, you're not big if enough. If they hurt so much that you avoid them, you're not big enough. You're not big enough. And, and to me, that's key. You know, and, and you hear this with people all the time, set goals, but set realistic goals. I don't believe that. I believe that if it's a realistic goal, then it's a goal that you today, as the person you are, you can reach that. I believe you should set unrealistic goals so that you have to become more. You have to become better you have to, you, there's going to be a lot of steps that you're going to have to take in life to become the person that can achieve that goal to where it eventually becomes realistic. But it can start and most of the time should start as something that's unrealistic. I believe your goals and your dreams and your visions should keep you up at night. It should, it should be something that holds you accountable, that, that makes you become the person that you need to be. Because there's an old saying you hear over and over is that people don't change. 97% of the population, they, they don't change. They have no reason to change. But the people who are willing to change and willing to become more and to do more, they are the ones that will have super success. And so for me, when I started writing goals down and I started, to me, it was about freedom. It was about having the freedom to make the choices in life, where my kids go to school, where I live, not to just settle for what I can have, but actually have the freedom to have what I want and to be able to do the things that I want to do. So when I started setting, go writing goals down and I started visualizing my future and what it wanted to be, what it did for me was allow me to, instead of running away from something, running away from poverty, I was able to start running to something. And I'm, I would rather spend my life running toward freedom than away from poverty. Right. And that's what people need to do is just run. Run, forced run. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, just get in. But, and one of my favorite quotes is all, actually off the TV show Dallas when it, when it came back on. I don't know if it was on the original one, but J.R. Ewing said, you know, basically promise the world and figure out how to deliver it tomorrow. You know, just, that's a great just, yeah. You just take the action. You know, and, and what you said as far as speaking to unrealistic goals, you know, we mentioned on another podcast, I think we talked about, but, you know, the Vince Lombardi quote, you know, while perfection is unattainable, if you'll shoot, perf shoot for perfection, at the very least, you'll hit excellence. And so it's not about, you know, setting something you know you can achieve. 
It's about if you set it up here at 100 miles an hour, you're going to at least get to 80 miles an hour, and that's faster than you was going before you had to go and you took the action and you set out anyhow. Yeah. And that's what people get hung up on, their perfect picture of how they want everything to be, and they think, like, like we mentioned with the podcast, we got the money. We could have sat here and ordered the whole system and the room that we're going to turn into a studio, and we could have paid the people and jumped on it in six weeks, but that's not how we roll. You know? That's right. If we say we're going to do something, it's then good. we're going to do it, and the, and the rest will catch up, or they'll get left behind, and that's what we'll do. And so, you know, uh, it's not a, it's not about the perfection. I mean, the, the mics, things we used, first podcast, it the, wasn't the perfect scenario, you know, right. but it's about getting started, and you can still do something quality and do something great, and I'm talking about more than podcasts, obviously, but you can do something great with what you have, and that's what I've always believed. You know, life's about walking in excellence. And when you walk in excellence, we believe excellence honors God and inspires people. And when you take that step, excellence, my definition of it is doing the very best you have with what you've been given. And when you do the very best you have with what you've been given, it creates a synergistic effect. It attracts people. People run to that. They want to be a part of it. You know, a rising tide raises all ships, and then we're all able to be, do, and have more together. Yeah. And and one thing, too, you're kind of getting back on that point that we talked about when we set we set the goal, said okay, we're going to do a podcast. We didn't have a subject title. We didn't have a name. You actually, what we're going, you know, what we're going to call it. And I'm like, uh, we'll figure it out. But we had a deadline. Right. And and to me, every goal needs a deadline. And, yeah, and like I said, if you get eighty percent of the way there, but you don't get, hey, yeah, you're eighty percent closer than you was. I, t- I tell people this all the time because we deal in finance. Okay, uh, everything we do. Uh, for the most part, is it, it has a financial return, what have you. But what I tell people all the time is set goals that you may not attain those, obtain those goals. In other words, you may not hit the numbers you, you, you said you were going to hit. But if you get rich failing to achieve your goals, that's a pretty good outcome. If you, if you, if you become wealthy uh, failing to achieve those goals in the time you said it, it, it's like anything you know if I say I want to lose 10 pounds in in eight weeks and eight weeks is up and I've only lost five pounds well guess what I'm five pounds lighter I'm not going to cry we'll give it another 10 weeks or eight weeks whatever I said and and continue to go but the the time limit because what that does is it holds you accountable you know super successful people and this is another separator they have the ability to hold themselves accountable Right. A lot of people need a accountability networks, and I'm, I mean, you and I have held each other accountable on many things in life, but super successful people have the ability to hold themselves accountable, and if they give themselves, in other words, let me, let me put it this way, they keep the promises they make to themselves. Right. If I look at myself and say, okay, in two weeks, I'm going to launch this thing, or in two weeks, I'm going to have um, at, at least the goals and the plans written in place, I put a time limit on myself. I set a standard for myself, and I hold myself accountable. And that's what goals are. Goals, uh, to to me, a goal is like a destination. This is where I want to end up eventually, and I'm going to set a 12-month time frame on it. I've told, and you've heard me say this before to to, um, a a lot of our partners and agents, is the three things I believe you got to do with goals, and there's a whole lot more, but just to be simple, number one, you got to write them down because it's not real until you write it down. It's just an imagination and to me, 
I don't think you got it. And I've heard people say it. I know Grant Cardone says, write your goals every single day. Every day he gets up and writes his goals. Or before he goes to bed, he writes his goals down on a legal pad. And that's great. And it's definitely worked for him. But if you're not going to write your goals down every day, I think you ought to at least have them in front of you. You ought to at least read them. And to me, I read them out loud. And I'm a picture person. I want to see pictures. I've got pictures in this uh, tablet um, on, on a vision board. And I'll tell a story about that in a minute. But I got pictures on a vision board. I want to be able to at least take 10, at least five to 10 minutes every single day, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's on my lunch break, if I take a lunch break, whether it's before I go to bed, and I want to look at those goals and I want to remind myself, this is the destination. This is why I do the meetings. This is why we deal with the, like yesterday, we for three hours dealt with crap. I mean, might as well say it. Stuff that's taxing, stressful, shouldn't have to deal with, but part of what we do, part of this, and, and sometimes I need to be able to go home or, or get by myself and, and remind myself why that three hours of hell was worth it to me. Because this is the end result. This is the destination. I'm not going to get hung up on the speed bumps or the potholes or the ditches that I hit along the way or along the road because I'm going to keep my eye on the prize and keep my eye on the destination. And that's what writing these goals down and revisiting them on a daily basis. That's what it does. It's my reminder. Hey, this is where we're going. It's going to be worth it one day. This is why you're skipping. This is why you're eating healthy. This is why you're saving your money. This is why you're getting up at 6 o'clock, maybe 5.30, maybe 4.30, whatever. You need that daily reminder every single day. This is why. This is my why. Right. Well, you certainly can't hit a target you don't have, but you definitely can't hit one you can't see. And so when you've got it in front of you every day, and we've talked about, we talked about on the last podcast, you, know, you mentioned that I've got a bottle of wine that I look at in my cellar closet every time I go in there that, we're, that I've got earmarked for when we hit a certain production number as a company, as an organization. You know, I've got house plans on my computer, you know, and, and we've talked about that before. I mean, just the fact of getting together, even with your own family, with your spouse, with your kids, you know, my, we showed my daughter a house plan we're planning on building in the next two years, and she went to school the next day. You know, come home and said, Daddy, I hope it was okay, but I told all my friends about our house, and she's excited <laughs> and been talking about it for weeks. But having a goal and having it in front of you, having a vision board, having it where you can see it, yeah, it, it keeps you excited. But like you just mentioned, on the days that are tough and rough and aggravating, the days that maybe pull you down out of the top of the ship where you can see the whole picture out of the bird's nest, the, the, some of the days that pull you down to more meaningful things and get you focused on some of the aggravation or the problems or the things down on deck that's not going right, to be able to go back and go home and say, okay, let me take this aggravation, this issue I went through today, and let me lay that in front of and hold that up against the backdrop of eternity and the vision and where I know my life's headed and the plans that I have and that I'm moving towards because, I mean, you got to have a target. You got to be able to see the target. And at the same time, if you don't have a timeline and a target, if you're not specific, then all you got is a dream. That's what separates a goal from a dream. A dream's great. It's great to dream. But you got to learn how to how to transition that dream. There's a lot of people spend their whole life just dreaming and get a whole lot of nothing. I know some of the best, most broke people I know are some of the best dreamers I know. They always got an idea and three and four and five things they're working on, and nothing ever comes to fruition. But if there's not a target and there's not a timeline, you don't have a goal, you've got a dream. And, and that's the thing with setting that target and setting the timeline. 
you hold yourself accountable when you say, this is where I'm going to start. And you may start small, and you may start a whole lot smaller than you want to, but the fact that you start, the fact that you, and you hear me say this all the time, and I say this to the guys, just go to work. If you'll do those things, just go to work. That will solve 80% of the problems in life. And it'll solve stress. It'll solve worry. In some cases, even depression. Not in all cases, but in some cases, just action, going to work, getting started, doing the thing, not talking about it, but going from talking about it to being about it. That will That's a game changer. And you also need to be intuitive enough to be able to identify what obstacles may you may encounter you may or may come against you in the process of pursuing the goal. A lot of people write down their goals, but then they don't ever contemplate and write down and sit down on the onset and say, what obstacles do I anticipate encountering along this way? Because you can only win if you first plan to win and prepare to win. That's right. Plan to win, prepare to win, then only then can you expect to win. So, man, I'm going to shoot from the hipper, if that's a way to say that. I mean, yeah. I'll shoot from the hip in a heartbeat. You know, I'll promise the world to figure out how to deliver it tomorrow. But at some point, once you pull the trigger and you're moving forward, you got to take a few seconds to count the cost. What might I encounter? What am I going to come across so that you can be prepared uh, to, to to face some of those obstacles? So we've we've talked about. I mean, you have. Uh, what are the four main reasons? Well, haven't haven't been sold on it. Second, don't know how. Third one is they're afraid, fear. That's a big one. False evidence appearing real, fear. So they sit back. So many people are pulverized. They don't want to make the jump. They don't want to take the leap because they don't want to let go of the good. Okay, here's what I know I got. Okay, but I don't want to let go of this. Well, if I'm if I'm holding this right here, and you got something better over there, you got a you got a two liter of Perrier, and I'm sitting here holding a little old bottle of it. Okay, if I want the bigger and the better and the quantity and the more and more prosperity. I've got to be willing to drop this and let this go so that my hands can take what's coming next. Yeah. But most people are so scared to let go of the sure thing, quote unquote, and ain't nothing sure, by the way, to use a Southern term, ain't, ain't nothing sure. But they're so scared to let go of what they have currently. They're the good for the great, okay? They're sitting there, they've got the good. Well, if I know I got this right here, again, it separates 97 and 3%. The people that don't want to make the, the jump, that let the fear pulverize them, that believe the false evidence and they allow it to appear real in their life. And but I mean you're never gonna have the great thing as long as you're still holding on to the good thing. Well one thing and and let's talk about the fear. You know, what keeps people what makes people afraid to actually take that step to where they start? They 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 allow themselves to dream, they allow themselves to have goals, they allow themselves to set goals. And I think I think one of those things uh, is this. A lot of times people look at super successful people and they think, okay, well, he did it, but that's him. I can't do that. And you made that statement a while ago, you shoot from the hip. I shoot from, that's what we do. We shoot from the hip, but we're shooting. At the end of the day, we're shooting. Whether we're shooting from the hip or whether we got this extravagant plan or whatever, it's like this podcast. We didn't know what we were doing. I called, you know, Aaron. Um, who produces all of this? And I said, "Look, we want to do a podcast. I'm gonna get some mics. I think we can get some decent quality. You handle the rest." And you know, I went on and I looked. Who's got the most successful podcast in the world? I looked at Joe Rogan. Watched Joe Rogan for a while. I actually, binged watched Joe Rogan for about five hours. And then the other ones, like Ed Milet and the ones that are doing podcasts. And but but we got started. We shot in the head. We faked it. 
Um, but we did pretty good, you know, and we and and everything looks good, and, and there's a there's excellence on it. But we 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 started and we shot, and it wasn't that I looked. We we looked at someone and said, "Well, they're doing it," but that's them. Most people that are successful in life, it's not that they're brilliant. It's not that they have something special about them. They just come out of the womb an entrepreneur, come out of the womb successful. It's not that. They just they just decided to be different. They decided no matter where they started from, they were going to get to that next level. And I know a lot in my life, you know, I looked at where I grew up. You know, I grew up living in uh, housing projects and single-wide trailers. To me, to go from a single-wide trailer to a double-wide trailer with a a couple boxwoods in the yard, that's a pretty big goal, pretty big dream. And that's fine. At one time, that was my goal, and and I got to that goal. But to look at something, like let's say, like where I live now, and to say, this is where I'm going to be one year, you would have never told me at 18 I would be where I'm at. But I went from goal to goal, from level to level, and I didn't allow my past or how I was brought up or raised or educated or where I came from I didn't allow that to stop me from dreaming to believe that I could have anything that anyone else could have. I watched a guy last night. I was watching um, a video of a guy that that uh, was a Navy SEAL. And they asked him, what are some, I can't think of his name, but basically what they were asking, what are some sayings that have taken you through life? What are some of the things you learned as a Navy SEAL um, that that allowed you to complete SEAL training allowed you also to excel in these other areas of life. And he said, the biggest statement that was ever made to me uh, by one of the drill sergeants was this. He looked at me and he said, lesser men have done this. You, lesser men than you have completed this. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that's true. And then he changed it. He said, maybe you don't want to say lesser men, but just say other men have completed it. And And I've just somehow, I don't know when it changed in my mind, but I believe that if anyone can do it, I can do it. And, and that's where we got to get to. If we want to leave the 97% and we want to be in the top 3%, we want to be people that are meaningful specifics, uh, to, to use your words. If we want to be that, we've got to look at other successful people and we've got to say, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. And take that step to write those goals down. Because I tell you, I've been around some super rich people, some super successful people. They're just like me and you just like the people listening on this podcast. Nothing special about them. They just got their ass up and went to work, set big goals, and made it happen. Well, if any, if that's how I've always judged my life. If anybody else can do it, then what's my excuse? That's right. And I look at people that literally have actual, I mean, just look around. I mean, with social media today now, it's it's real easy to come across and see. But look at the people that have had way harder, farther times, upbringings than I have, that have had – all kinds of actual physical health issues. I mean, things that should have deterred them that would have been easy. Nobody would have judged them people to have said, well, you just need to sit there and get on government help and just take it easy and live a nice life. That are CEOs, billionaires, millionaires, athletes in wheelchairs. I mean, they've done just ridiculous, amazing things they've accomplished because they just, I mean, what we'll say, and you'll probably hear this at least on every other podcast, but you can have excuses or results, but you'll never have both. You can't, I mean, it's going to be one or the other. Well, and the truth truth of the matter is there'll be people listening to this podcast and people in life that make excuses for why they can't achieve the things. 
and and basically it's fear fear of failure well failure we shouldn't f- fear failure failure is part of the process it's a necessity we're going to fail if you're trying at anything if you're not failing you're not trying bottom line um but 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 at the end of the day there's people that have done far more than I've done up to this point with far less than I have with right. far less ability far less talent because talent and ability can only take you so far the rest of it is 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 making a decision to do it and getting out there and putting the work in. So hard work will always beat talent. Hard work will always beat talent. I couldn't agree with with that more. I, I told you three things I said when it comes to setting goals. Number one, write those goals down, and this is the big one to me. Once you've written those goals down, you got to break those goals down. If you got a one year goal, you got to divide that by twelve, and then you, now you've got twelve monthly goals. Divide that into weeks. You got fifty-two weekly goals. This is this was my career. This was your career because we did this. We ran together in tandem. I always had a number every week. This is the big thing I see with people, especially in the insurance business. Um, they set a goal. Even they may even break it down. This is what I got to do today, or this is what I got to do this week, or this is what I got to do this month. But here, here's the temptation, and and to me, I've I've always said this: the biggest tool, or the biggest asset, or the biggest weapon that you can have in anything is consistency. To me, consistency is the key to everything when it comes to success. What you do daily is going to define you. Not what you do from time to time, but what you do daily will define you. And my, this was my mentality. Work like tomorrow does not exist. Do as much as I can do. And I've heard Arnold said this. He said the reason he was able to be however many Mr. Olympias he won, he said the reason I was able to do that is I trained like every set was the last set. I never saved anything for the next set. If I had 10 reps and I got 10, I would go for 12. If I went for 12, I would go to 13. And his goal was failure. Always failure and always train like there's not going to be another set. This is it. Give it 100% of everything I've got, and then I'll rest for 30 seconds, or then I'll rest for 60 seconds, and then I'll turn around and do it again, and I'm going to work like there's no, right. there's not another set. And that's what was always my mentality and still is. I'm going to work like there's no tomorrow. In CrossFit, we got this saying, but one of my biggest obstacles in CrossFit when I started doing that is I didn't understand the terminology. I didn't know what a wad was. I didn't know what an AMRAP was. I didn't know any of these terms. But there's a term in CrossFit called AMRAP. And what basically what that means is we've got a time cap. Maybe that time cap's 10 minutes. And in those 10 minutes, we've got an AMRAP that means as many rounds as possible. You got 10 minutes to do as absolutely as much as possible. Don't leave anything on the table. Don't leave any energy. Don't leave any effort. Do as much as you possibly can. And I've always tried to apply that to work. If I got four, if I got a four-hour window at work, I'm gonna work like it, like I'm gonna amrap that. I'm gonna do as many reps or as many rounds as possible. And if I've got a goal that I've got to achieve. If I've got a weekly goal and I break that down into five days, I'm not going to take Monday off and say I'll, I'll double up on Tuesday or I'll double up on Wednesday or it's 3 o'clock on Monday. I'm just going to go home. I hadn't hit my goal, but I'll pick it up tomorrow. i got to do it like tomorrow doesn't exist. i got to be consistent day in and day out, and that's why I break those goals down so that I can hold myself accountable 
to be consistent. Well, every day you start back at zero. Absolutely. Success is never owned. It's rented. The rent's due daily. You get up every day. What gets people in trouble, even a lot of talented producers, agents that are part, that are part of our organization, one of the hardest things sometimes that we have to beat out of them is coasting. Mm. That, that they say, okay, well, I've had a great week or I had a good two or three days, and so I'm going to take it easy the rest of the week. I'm going to sit back and chill next week because I made, you know, eight ten thousand dollars this week well that's what gets you you're never going to step in to greatness and the wealth so you got to understand successful people do every day not some days they do every day, every day what unsuccessful people only do occasionally you have to get up you have to pay the price and you got to understand that there's going to be some weeks even when you're out there killing it and you're giving it your all the things turn against you. The wind's against you. The tide's against you. You're swimming upstream. It's just a law of the universe. The weather's not always going to go in your favor. And you're going to have things that you got to fight. Well, if you're killing it every week, even on the weeks that it's difficult and that you may not do what you need to do, the fact that you didn't take off every other week or you didn't skip all these days has got you in a financial position that you're not fretting the week that the weather turned against you. You still got more than enough. You're still prosperous. But that's when you're not, again, planning and preparing. That's planning and preparing to win. consistency, mm-hmm. being consistent. And not just consistent, but starting the day, getting up. You know, like Zig Ziglar used to say, if you're going to need a bullfrog, you don't want to have to stare that thing in the face all day long. Getting the thing out of the way that would limit your productivity because you're worried about having to do it all day long. If you got to make the difficult call, if you got to work out, if you, whatever it is that's really going something that's going to weigh on you, get that thing out of the way. Swallow that frog first thing in the morning. So that you can move on through your day. It's about efficiency. It's about planning to win, preparing to win, and expecting to win, and to doing it every week, getting up, working every day like you broke. Because there may come a day that if you go years and years with this foot to the pedal coast, foot to the pedal coast, well, you're not going to have enough reserves when tough times may come. And they always come. It's like feast or famine, just like in the story of Joseph in the Bible. He has seven years of plenty. Seven years of lack, but what he did not do was coast during the seven years of planting. He worked, they harvested, they planted, they did everything they had to do to store up so that when the hard times come, yeah. you know, they, 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 co- there, there's no time to coast. And, and, and if that's why these goals are so important. And I'll end on this. If you've got the why, if, you, if you've got the future in, in sight, you're looking at this daily, you're you're reminding yourself, this is why I'm doing this, this is the life I want, right. I want to have. Just like you said, you, you get your whole family involved. It ain't just you with this goal and your spouse well, you with so, that see, goal. They got to believe they deserve it, which was the last point here. There you go. You got so many people don't set goals and don't move into success because they don't think deep down that they deserve it. That's right. And 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 I'll piggyback off on that. A lot of people, when they get to a certain level of success, they end up sabotaging that success because they feel like an imposter. They feel like they're at a level in life, they're living in a, at a level in life that they don't deserve. Now, they would never say that out of their mouths, but deep down, that's how they feel and that's how they believe. But I believe this, and not to get super spiritual on this, but I believe God created us in His likeness and in His image. And he created us to succeed and for success. And no matter what we've ever done in life, no matter where we come from, no matter what hand was dealt us, we all deserve to be free. We all deserve financial freedom. We all deserve any type of freedom that we're chasing. Um, 
And so that's don't be hung up on the fact that you don't you feel like you don't deserve something. Absolutely. And if you don't if you don't know how practically you still we've covered a lot of the bases today, but we do we do have a resource that we can get to you if you'll email us or you can you know any of our any however you want to contact us. Some of you I know most of it's going to be email, but messaging through social. However, we we do have a digital form of a goal setting resource that we can send out to you for those that might be interested. It's a free resource. Just make sure you like and subscribe, follow us, and come through one of our social media avenues, and we can get that to you. And be sure, again, to like, share, like us on all platforms. If you're listening to the audio, go to YouTube, like us there, and subscribe. And do the same if you're more of a YouTube person. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast preference platform of your choice. Today's been on goals. It's been great. I don't know if you've got anything else, but... That's been a great podcast. We look forward to coming to you again here in just a few days with episode three of Separation Nation.